You're listening to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller on philliesnation.com. What is going on, everybody? This is the Phillies Nation podcast. I'm your host, Ty Daubert. We're coming at you with a brand new episode. Spring training games are underway. As we record this on Tuesday afternoon, the Phillies do have a game at 1 o'clock here, but they already have three under their belts, and they are still um, undefeated at this point. Phillies have two wins and one tie after three games, so we'll have a good bit to talk about on this episode. Before we really get into it, I want to introduce my co-host, Johnny Heller. Johnny, what's going on? You have anything to say really quickly about any of the games before we really dive in? I mean, what more is there to say than baseball's back? And it's wonderful. Uh, you know, what, just being able to sit down and put the game on. There's truly nothing like it, of course. After the game today, there isn't one televised for like two weeks. But, you know, why watch them on TV when you can just go to Clearwater? Yeah, like we mentioned last week, Johnny will be going to Clearwater, what, next week? Yeah. yeah. So Johnny will, he'll be able to to provide some of the updates on the spring training stuff that's going on that we will not be able to see on television, unfortunately. But thankfully, Johnny will be here to give us the updates, like I just said. Um, the Phillies' first game that they played in spring training came on what was that? Friday, I believe. Saturday. Saturday. Saturday against yeah. the Tigers. Nick Pavetta got the start. The Phillies ended up tying 8-8. Eight to eight. Uh, Some of the takeaways from that game, uh, we saw a little bit out of Nick Pavetta. He pitched an inning in two-thirds. He gave up three runs, but uh, this game was not televised, but all the reports uh, out of there, it, it seemed like he gave up some soft contact that just that fell in for hits, and he gave up some runs. But he apparently did flash some promising things. Um, other than that, some of the young guys, the minor leaguers, uh, both on the 40-man or maybe some non-roster invitees, they, they showed out a little bit at the end of the game there. So uh, we're going to dive into this game right now, uh, Johnny. Why don't you talk a little bit about Pavetta and what he showed in that first start? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we couldn't watch it, so there's only so much that we we do really know. But like you said, um, when he he got roughed up a little bit in the second inning, it was mostly soft contact. And I think the biggest takeaway was that he threw, I think it was eight or nine change-ups. You know, people have been calling for him to add a third pitch since he's, you know, come up to the team and since he came with the team in 2017, um, you know, he's always just been a fastball curveball guy and adding something like a splitter, a changeup to his repertoire could really, really help him um, as a starter. So if, if he's been working on a changeup this off season, obviously that's something I think that Brian Price has always uh, tried to get pitchers to throw. He's always been a changeup guy and um, if Nick Pavetta is, you know, going to commit to adding a changeup to his repertoire, that could be um, big news for him and big news for the Philly. Yeah, he's basically been a two-pitch starter for his career up to this point. At times last season, especially in spring training, it looked like he was throwing a changeup, but then once the regular season came around, he mostly he mostly got rid of that. But like you said, just having a third pitch 
uh, mixing things up a little bit more, that could open up a lot of things for him as a starter. Uh, I mean, maybe if he is eventually moved to the bullpen, he could get away with being a two-pitch pitcher. But even so, if he can uh, develop an an actual good changeup, something that uh, would keep hitters off balance, I think that could mean a lot to his career and maybe – uh, maybe exactly what people thought last offseason, uh, uh, some kind of ace Nick Pavetta is not going to happen, but I still think there is uh, at least a relatively good chance that he could turn himself into a quality major league pitcher. Yeah, all right. So the one thing I will say is like the problem with Nick Pavetta last year wasn't that he didn't have a third pitch. It was really that he just, like, he couldn't locate his fastball at all, and he was just getting, like, killed up in the zone. Um, and I think, like, in 2018, for, for a majority of 2018, like, he didn't fully break out that year, but he was also, he was a two-pitch pitcher, and he was throwing really well for much of the year. So I don't know, like, a changeup, a good changeup definitely helps him, but that's not, like, the only thing here that is, is keeping him from breaking out. He just needs to, to be better than he was last year. Yeah, um, definitely. Definitely. Um, but I, I just think if he can get that third pitch, maybe it opens up more things and uh, maybe they can't sit on the fastball as easily and he won't get teed off on like he did for much of 2019. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, then, like we said, some of the minor league guys in that game uh, really, uh, you know, put up some some good stat lines. Uh, especially from the offensive side. I know, well, Nick Williams, he was in the minors a lot of last season. He hit a double in this game. Uh, I I don't think that Nick Williams will play much at the major league level this season. But, uh, you know, if he could get the bat going and he's as good as he was in 2018 off the bench, then maybe there is a role for him. What is his path to the majors? It would have to be because – Unless one of McCutcheon or, or Bruce gets hurt, like I, I would say Bruce is the fourth outfielder right now, right? Yeah. So I guess well, he's the he's the primary pinch hitter, but I, I think you know in right, defensive right. purposes, obviously, it'd be clear Fair. at this point. Yeah. And Nick Williams, he doesn't really offer anything defensively. He's fine. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I think I I agree. I think it'll be super tough for him to to crack uh, the Phillies roster, just especially considering they have a ton of outfield depth, obviously. Um, So, you know, maybe, but I think it'll be, like you said, it'll be very, very hard for him to make this team this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, Also hitting doubles in this game was Nick Maton and Mickey Moniak. Uh, Moniak, I believe his was an RBI double. Yeah, so it was. Maton, uh, Alec Bohm had two hits in this game. One of them was a rocket off the pitcher. Uh, I saw the video of that, and I saw a couple of the videos, but like we said, we weren't able to watch live. And uh, one of the one of the more notable things from the game, Derek Hall hit a monster of a triple. Uh, he's a he's a big power guy, first base only, left handed hitter, uh, kind of like your classic slugger type but he has legitimate power when I watched him in in Reading a lot last season he hit 
a couple that were absolute bombs. I remember this one that he hit completely out of the stadium last year. So the power's there. Uh, maybe uh, or I'm not. I'm not sure what his path to the big leagues is because of being first base only, uh, and you know being blocked by other power types like your Jay Bruce's of the world. So well, Ty, he, listen. The Phillies have no problem carrying you know, three or four first basemen on the roster, as we've seen uh, during Matt Contact's tenure. I mean, they they threw three in one lineup once, so who knows? Yeah, Johnny's favorite lineup (laughs) ever is from 2018 when the Phillies started Carlos Santana, Justin Bohr, and Reese Hoskins, right? Yep, and Wilson Ramos isn't really a catcher, so he was in that lineup too. It was just one of the, I mean... Incredible, but a horrible, horrible defensive team. I mean, you you look back and that team was wasn't it was like one of the worst defensive teams. Yes, I think it might have been the worst. Yeah, and it was pretty clear why. I mean, they had Reese Hoskins in left field. (laughs) Carlos Santana was playing third base for a month. Yeah, Carlos Santana was almost before the Segura trade. It looked like he was going to be the starting third baseman, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe Hall makes it up eventually. But it, like like with Williams, at this point there doesn't seem to be a you know very clear path I mean, to the major leagues. If there's a Jay, Jay Bruce was injured for he was out for a couple months last year. If something like that happens again, um, they would probably want a guy who can can come in and hit a homer off the bench and or at least you know be a threat to do that. I'd say, I mean, I guess given Williams' experience, maybe he would be the their first choice, but who, yeah. Hall isn't that far off, you know? Yeah, maybe. I'd, I'd agree. He has more raw power than right. Nick Williams. But right. like you said, Nick Williams has played in the major leagues and at least in some capacity has had success. So Yeah. Um, but moving on to the Phillies' second game on Sunday, they beat the Pirates 4-3. to Aaron Nola got the start. He looked pretty good. Uh, Johnny, what do you have to say about Nola? Um, he, yeah, I mean, there isn't really much to say. His he looked pretty good. A lot of ground balls. Um, didn't really have much trouble. Gave up a couple hits, but um, yeah, it was no runs over two innings, three hits. Yeah, yeah, not not really much to gauge from from him. I, I know they said on the telecast that. Uh, he said that he the the balls feel better this year, um, which is definitely a good sign. I know he struggled last year, obviously a lot, and part of that might have been with you know obviously the ball was juiced, but also the the seams were what they were raised. Um, they were lower. They, they were, were lower. lower. They were lower, which impacts the pitcher's grip ability to yeah. You, know, you can't get spin. as it's much tight spin on it. Yeah. So you know. I think that's good to hear, at least at this point, um, for the Phillies. But other than that, it's first spring training outing looks fine. Nothing really more to gauge yeah, from that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, also, in that game, there were some other notable things. Gene Segura played third base. He, <laughs> did, not look, he did not look very good at third base uh, because, obviously, 
Gene Segura is not a third baseman. They're trying to force this project, it seems like. Joe Girardi really wants Segura to play third and to have Scott Kingery at second. We've talked about this a million times on this podcast. Uh, I still just think that makes very little sense, especially because what are you going to do when Alec Bohm gets called up to the major leagues if he is supposed to be your third baseman? I, I, I just don't think this makes much sense. And I think Segura, he helped prove my point a little bit, uh, you know, on Sunday. Still has time to get used to it because, like I said, he's never played that position, but uh, did definitely did not look great. Yeah, I think, like, I think it was Matt Breen of Philadelphia Inquirer tweeted that, um, you know, Gene Segura is a shortstop. And he was playing third base like a shortstop. It, like, it was, I think that was Matt Gelb. Of, oh, that was Gelb. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty good way to sum it up. He he was probably too aggressive getting the balls that um, would have been easier plays for Dede Gregorius. And then uh, Segura wasn't really able to finish either of those plays. Um, so I think it'll he'll get more comfortable. His arm's obviously fine for third. We saw that. Um uh, that's not, like, the idea of Gene Segura being at third isn't my biggest issue with the the entire situation. It's that, like you said, what are they going to do when Alec Bohm comes up? Um, like, I, I, I don't think it's out of the question that Gene Segura will be, like, a fine third baseman by the time opening day comes around. Uh, just because, you know, he's he was a fine shortstop. Uh, he has a good arm. I don't really know what's holding him back. It's, it just takes time. But that's, you're right, he did look bad. And we'll see, I guess, how he progresses over the next month. Yeah. Uh, someone else who did not look great in this game was relief pitching prospect Jojo Romero. Uh, I believe he pitched one inning. Yeah, one inning, uh, two earned runs, two hits. And just watching him, he did not look great. Um, the stadium gun was apparently off, according to some of the B-writers. But uh, he... I don't think he was throwing very hard. Um, a, a few years ago, he had his velocity up, but last year he struggled in at times in AAA. He was sent down to AA, and then he made it back up to AAA, but uh, the velocity just wasn't there like it once was. Uh, he did not look like he 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 did he just did not look good in this game. Um, you know, maybe a move to the bullpen permanently. He he looked good out of the pen in the Arizona Fall League, obviously, in limited appearances. But uh, maybe a move to the bullpen could serve him well, maybe like it did for Ranger Suarez. I wrote that in, uh, in the Phillies Nation top prospect list that is coming out soon. I think it'll be out by the time this podcast is released, so go, list, or go read that uh, on philliesnation.com. But, yeah, Romero just did not look great, and uh, it doesn't look like he'd be a top choice uh, out of the bullpen and or out of uh, or as a starter for this team at this point. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he just – he wasn't throwing strikes, and, like, his he, his fastball – I mean, it was – they said it was 91 to 93 – or, no, 80, 89 to 91, right? And then they said the gun wasn't reliable, but it didn't look like he was throwing hard. And he just, he couldn't locate anything. Um, just w- did not look good, uh, especially considering he was 
one of the top prospects in the organization just a year or two ago. Um, it's another another guy who's just been trending down. Um, so yeah, didn't yeah. look great. Agreed. Um, that was kind of my last thing out of that game, other than um, Rafael Marchand looked good. He made a he made a strong throw in that game, and then he carried that performance over to the next game that we'll talk about. That was a win against the Orioles, eight to seven on Monday. Uh, like I said, Marshawn, I believe he he came in for uh, Henry Lartigue. The Phillies are a little short on catching because Andrew Knapp got hurt early on in wor- in workouts, and then Christian Bethencourt uh, took a bat to the head on a follow through. So they're a little light on catching right now. But Marshawn, he did not get the start. But when he came in, uh, they were actually interviewing Joe Girardi on the broadcast and it seemed like he had a lot of good things to say about Marshawn and then he blocked some balls uh and made a really strong throw to second base that Ali Castillo actually dropped which was kind of funny because Girardi was like oh he's out but then and and Castillo just dropped the ball right away which I thought was funny uh but yeah the arm looked good the the blocking looked good he was able to get everything to deaden in front of him for the most part. So uh, the the bat is not exactly there yet for Marshawn. He did have a hit down the left field line, but uh, he has not homered in his professional career up to this point. I believe he's been playing for about four years. So, you know, there's the good and the bads, but I'd say the, the positives are uh, they outweigh the negatives at this point for him. Yeah, definitely, and I think in terms of raw tools, like we've talked about it, we we both think Andrew Knapp is a a solid backup catcher, um, decent defensively. Staff likes him, but when you just look at raw tools, even defensively, uh, Marchand is is better, uh, and just so, someone for for Phillies fans to look forward to. In what do you think, a couple of years as a a like a very good backup catcher at least for. Yeah, I think future. I think he'd probably be a little bit um he'd be a little bit better defensively than Andrew Knapp. Yeah. Uh, better arm, but uh like Knapp, I think he'd work well with with pitchers, which is really what you want from your backup and uh maybe similar production from the plate as Knapp. He probably Knapp walks a good amount, so he probably won't have as much uh, of an on-base ability as Andrew Knapp does, but um, he's a better contact hitter than than Knapp. Uh, he's able he, he he doesn't strike out a whole lot. He's able to get some base hits. He just doesn't walk a lot or hit for much power. Right. Um, another thing to look uh, that we saw in this game, um, you know, Vince Velasquez. He got the start two innings. One hit, one walk, one strikeout. He looked pretty good. Looked solid. If you can, uh, you know, if you can't take away a whole lot from these shortened appearances, but overall, I thought Vince Velasquez looked solid. It, they, they're going to need him to be solid if he's the fifth starter, and he's going to have to keep looking this way if he wants to earn that starter spot. So, not a whole lot to take away just because only two innings, but. Uh, he settled in 
first inning, I don't think he had a strikeout, but he was able to to settle in after letting up a base runner early on. Yeah, I, like you said, not really much to take away uh, from that. the The competition for fifth starters is definitely under underway. Um, it'll be Pavetta and Velasquez, and then um, this is like surprise surprising to me, but it, it seems like it's very real now that uh, Ranger Suarez is also in the mix. Um, he's it's actually two games today, split squad. He's starting the one that is not televised, so that's that's actually starting. We're recording. It's 1 o'clock, so that's starting in a few minutes. But uh, Yeah, the, the one on TV is on already. Yeah. I'm watching that in the background now. We're obviously not going to get a chance to talk about that, but Arietta is currently pitching as we record. Yes. He is, um, but I, I'm definitely intrigued to see how it, it shapes up between uh, Suarez and Pavetta and Velasquez. If you had to, if you had to give odds, place odds on the th- those three guys becoming the fifth starter, what would what would you say? Like, who would you give the best shot? Um, uh, odds wise, I'm not sure. I'm leaning Velasquez, and I think Pavetta is just behind him, and then I think Suarez is pretty unlikely. Uh, but maybe they just have him in there for competition's sake. Yeah, I I think I agree with that. Um, you know, they Velasquez. I think they probably trust more than Pavetta just because. Obviously, Velasquez wasn't great last year, but he was still pretty serviceable down the stretch, um, and Pavetta kind of imploded. Uh, but I guess we'll see. Um, Suarez, it's just surprising to me that he was like he was solid from the pen, and it seemed like he found his role there. Um, so it's just interesting to see that they're they're trying to um, make him a starter again and see see if that is going to work. Yeah. Um, so, if you had to guess who wins it at this point, who do you have? Velasquez. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'd agree. And like we said, his start, his first start in spring training, not too bad. So he'll have to, he'll have to keep that up if he wants to win the job. But I, I'd say that's the, that's the main storyline to watch out of spring training. Who gets the fifth starter spot? Uh, I yeah, I agree. Especially because it, it'll have ramifications for the bullpen too, um, and it'll also be interesting to see. Obviously, there's a lot of moving pieces here. You know, someone could get hurt, but. Let's say it's the it's June and and they're ready to call up Spencer Howard and um, you know one of whoever's the fifth guy is is peach, pitching reasonably well. What do they do with that guy? Do they send him down? Do they move him to the bullpen? You know, um, it'll definitely be interesting to see how they handle that whole situation this season. Jake Arrieta just gave up a three run home run in the first inning to I can't Ra- tell who it was Rowdy Tellez. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what you like my, to see. My stream's a little behind, so I'm about to <laughs> be able to witness this uh, live. But um, contract year, Arietta is he back? No, <laughs> judging <laughs> by this outing, he may not be back. Uh, there's, um, there's a chance. Going back to yesterday's game once again, uh, Ramon Rosso looked really good coming in after Vince Velasquez pitched two innings in relief. Uh, one hit that was hit pretty hard. I think it was a double it went to the uh left field wall uh, he had two strikeouts and his stuff looked pretty nasty 
He uh, he was really good in in Double A last season. He won the Phillies Minor League Pitcher of the Month in April. Uh, they eventually moved him up to Triple A, where he was not as good. But he has some stuff. His he has a pretty sharp cutter. Uh, his fastball is just has a lot of natural cut to it. Um, I I talked to him last year, uh, you know, a few times. So that that's a pitch that he really likes. Uh, that's his go-to. But then he threw one slider that was so disgusting yeah. that it almost hit the Orioles <laughs> hitter in the foot. He threw it to a left. He's a righty. He threw it to a left-handed batter. And he swung, and it yeah. literally just missed hitting his foot. It was really impressive. His his stuff looked really good. Uh, and if he can keep that up, I think he has a shot of making the bullpen. If not, I think he'll probably start in the minor leagues if he doesn't make the team. But, uh, you know, if things go wrong during the season, I think seeing him in the bullpen would not shock me at the major league level. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is because he started – his whole minor league career. Do you think they'll, they'll, you know, do the same thing they did with Sir Anthony Dominguez, move him to the bullpen and, and see if his stuff can play up a little bit. Um, I think it's going to be, I think, I think they would try to keep him as a starter just because there's inherently a little more value as a starter. But if they have an opening, then I think they would move him to the bullpen. Uh, if, if need be. That makes sense. Do you see his stuff playing up as much as... Because obviously, when Sir Anthony Dominguez was a starter, he was never a top prospect or anything. Um, obviously, the stuff was there, and then they moved him to the bullpen, played up, and he was unreal in his first uh, years or reliever. Do you see something to that extent happening with a, a move to the um, bullpen? Well, rookie year Sir Anthony Dominguez, his uh, cutter-slider combination was unreal. Uh, yeah. it, and it you know, they were going to try to ride him to the playoffs in 2018 before the wheels came off. Um, I, I don't think that Ramon Rosso would become, you know, one of the uh, the better high leverage relievers in the league uh, like Dominguez was at points in 2018. But I think I think he could become a solid um, middle reliever type that you could get some pretty big outs with. Uh, that is exactly what they need i think so definitely something to keep an eye on this year yes yeah i agree um later in the game uh liriano and norris pitched uh not not too much to take out of that um but they brought in kyle doey and he was pretty bad he didn't locate his his stuff uh left two pitches right down the middle of the plate that got taken yard uh, so one inning, two home runs, not exactly what you want to see. He has some pretty good stuff, but last season he uh, – what it looked like they were going to try to do with him what they did to Dominguez, try to kind of you know put him on the fast track to the majors. But then once he hit AAA, new baseball, new competition, the uh, he did not handle that too well. He was uh, pretty bad in, in AAA, but before that he was really good. So the stuff is there. He just uh, did not locate in this appearance. And then Zach Warren, three strikeouts in the ninth inning. He's a lefty. He looked pretty nasty. So, Yeah, yeah he, he looked good for sure. Um, it's the, the competition between um, a lot of these non-roster invitees, you know, the, the veteran guys and then the 
minor league guys is going to be really interesting to watch. Uh, Garrett Clevenger pitched on Saturday. Obviously, we didn't get to see that. But I think he, he had a scoreless inning, right? Um, or he might have given I'm up not a sure. run, actually. On Saturday? I think he I think he did give up like an RBI double. but um, Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I know Brogdon pitched in that game as well, yeah. somebody who could also make an impact in the bullpen. Uh, yeah, Clevenger gave up one run. Brogdon gave up none, but he only pitched a third of an inning. Well, uh, Jake Arrieta just finally got out of the first inning. I think that was like a 29 or 30 pitch inning, so... Yeah, not great, but like uh, great. But like Girardi has said, um, hey, he said it to me in the event that I covered in Reading, not just me, but the collective media. Uh, and he he said it in spring training. He's not going to base too much off the the first start of the spring. They're just going to kind of ease back into things. But right. uh, obviously, if you're Jake Arrieta, you'd prefer a little bit of a better first appearance. Yeah, how how poorly would Jake Arrieta spring have to go for him to not make the the rotation? That I I, I think it's impossible. Yeah, I, I don't think he could have a bad enough spring to where they do it. He's making too much money. That's true. I don't know. Brett Brown moved Al Horford to the bench, so yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I I doubt it. I just doubt it happens. Yeah, it'd be. A lot would have to – he would have to be, like, really horrible. And then two guys would have to – like, two of Velasquez, Pavetta, Suarez would have to be, like, just look unreal. And But I, I do wonder just in general how short the leash would be on Arietta in the regular season. Um, yeah, that's a different story. I don't really know. It just yeah. doesn't oh, – I don't know. I, I think he'd have to get hurt. Or maybe if he – just really underperforms. Maybe yeah. they're like, oh, the the bone spurs are back or something like that, and then they move them to the DL right. or the IL. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just I doubt that Arietta is not in the rotation to start the season. Yeah, I agree with that. It would take a lot for sure. Yeah, but that's pretty much what we have for you guys uh, up to this point. We're three games fully in. To spring training obviously the Phillies are playing right now like we said uh but yeah Johnny will be he'll be in Clearwater next week we'll try to get an update from him um looking forward to that but other than that that's that's all we have we'll talk to you next week you can listen to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller every Wednesday on philliesnation.com and all streaming services.